What's up, everybody? This is George Hegeman, and I am your host of the Big Man Friendly Podcast. That's right. This is episode two of the Big Man Friendly Podcast. But guess what? We only two episodes in, and we already got some drama. Some drama. So listen, I'm going to need your help with this drama. So here we go. So check this out. We're only two episodes in, and honestly... I can't believe that I got to deal with this already, right? So I gave you guys the first episode. And the reason why I gave it to you is because, A, I wanted to introduce the new podcast. But I also wanted to get some feedback. And the crazy thing is, and here's the thing I appreciate, man. Most of the people that I'm really close with, they give me very, very honest feedback. There are people that are in the business, people that are outside of the business, friends, family, uh, people who like me, people who don't even know me. But the one thing that I can say is that the feedback that I got was extremely consistent. It was extremely, it was, it was, it was extremely consistent and it was, you got to change the name. I'm I'm like, what, what do you mean? I got to change the name. Do you know how long it took me to come up with the big man friendly podcast? I was feeling good about the big man friendly podcast. But everybody said I had to change the name. And you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right because this podcast is set up to help people of all sizes, all shapes, all creeds, all colors, everything. That's why we're doing this. I'm doing this to motivate you to be a better you. And it's not just for big people, but it is from a big man's perspective. So me being that big man, Here's the new name. It's the Big George Way. That's right. It's the Big George Way. Now, what is the Big George Way? Let me tell you a little bit about that. So, the thing is, is that my size, I'm gargantuan. I'm huge, by the way, right? I'm six feet, seven inches tall, 400 pounds plus, right? And the thing is, most people don't know what to do when they see a person like me. When I walk into a room, like I'm polarizing. I get it. I get it. But being polarizing has given me a very unique look on life. It has. It's given me a very unique look on life. I look at everything differently. Most people look at things from a very average sized way of looking at it. I'm explaining that in a minute. But me... Being as big as I am and having to do things so much differently than the average person, I'm forced to look at things differently. Very unique. So doing that has given me, honestly, just the ability to kind of see things differently just as well. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how being a man of my size has given me tools, right, that most people just don't have. And the biggest thing about it is, man, I'm telling you, I walk into every room like I own it. I do. I walk into every single room like I own it. But I'll be totally honest with you. I wasn't always that way. Wasn't always that way. It was something that I learned over time. So I want to share a quick story with you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing as I'm getting ready to share this story with you because I, I, it took me right back to exactly what happened. So here it is. So back in 2017, I was in Orlando and my wife and I, we always go to dinner for New Year's Eve. So we're at this restaurant. (laughs) 
we're at this restaurant and we go to dinner, have a pretty good dinner. And towards the end of the night, we're about to pay the bill. And and see, first of all, let me back up. Anytime, I told you, unique perspective, right? Anytime I walk into a restaurant, the very first thing I have to do is like scan the seat situation. I got to check out, see which seats looks looks big man friendly. And here, here's what I mean by big man friendly. It's not going to break, right? Or I'm going to be able to fit into it. So, so this is the actual process that I have to do every time I go anywhere. So we go in a restaurant and it's New Year's Eve, so it's crowded. So we go to a table and I had a choice to make. It was either sit on the booth side or sit on the chair side. But, you know, it's kind of like a romantic deal. So I wanted to sit in the chair closer to my wife. So, like I said, we're having a pretty good dinner. You know, it's New Year's Eve. You know, it's in, it's in Orlando. A bunch of people in their restaurant. And I say to myself, okay, you know, it's pretty good. So I got comfortable. I got comfortable and leaned back in the chair and was sitting there. And, 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 and you know, I was like, you know, I can kind of get used to this. And forgot my big man friendly laws. Never lean back in said chair if we're not comfortably sure that it's not going to break. But I got comfortable. Then when it came time to pay the bill, so I kind of jerked up to pay the bill. And as I'm writing, all of a sudden, and everybody has felt this feeling. You know that feeling you have when you're getting ready to fall, but you can't help it? Like there's nothing you can do. You know you're about to fall. So the next thought is, okay, how do I brace myself? How do I get myself out of this fall? Well, I'm paying the bill. I'm writing down, you know, writing on a receipt. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, the chair just felt like it had just evaporated. It just like crumbled up under me. I had been sitting in it for, no, at least 90 minutes, an hour, almost two hours. I guess it just had enough, right? Chair just had enough. Had enough. It breaks. I'm on the restaurant floor, January 1st of 2018, Staring at the ceiling. So, so only one or two things could happen. Either I could get up and run, but I couldn't do that. Or I could just do it the big George way, right? So I just got up, spent around, put the pen down, and left. I even think I heard a few people like cheering for me at the end of it. But, but it's it, situations like that, I'm telling you, that, that honestly just give me a very unique perspective on life. I have to always think about things like that. Is the chair I sit in going to break, right? Am I going to be able to fit in this airline seat? Are these clothes going to be able to fit me the way they need to they need to fit me? Most people don't have to think about those things, but I do. But it's done something. I told you, it gave me a very galvanizing personality. Right. So there's not very much that you can say to me that's going to make me feel bad about who I am, because I've heard it before. Everything you can think of that someone has said to someone my size, I've heard it all a thousand times over. But I've learned to use that to my benefit. I have. Right. So and here's the, here's what I had to understand. I had to understand this. Most people that meet me for the very first time, they don't know what to say. And I'm I'm just not guessing this. I'm telling you this because I know this. Every single day when I walk out my house, whether I'm getting gas, putting it in my truck, coffee in the morning, whatever it is, somebody is going to stop me, stop me and tell me something about my size that I, they don't think that I know. 
And a lot of times it's going to be very belligerent. Something along these lines. Man, you one of the biggest sum I ever seen in my life. Were you one big mother? Anything, everything. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And I used to get really upset about it. I did. I used to get so upset about it that it used to take me out of my character. And then I figured this out. I said, you know what? You're thinking about this wrong, Big G. You're thinking about this wrong because you draw so much attention. I don't care where you go. How can we use this as a benefit, not just for you, but for them? How can we do this? So me, most people that know I'm also a psychology major, so I'm always trying to think about different ways where I can better a situation one way or another. So how can I use my gargantuan size, right? my gargantuan size as a benefit, like I said, not just to me, but to the people that I meet? So the thing is, I use it through my personality, through the way that I carry myself, through the conversations that I have. I recognize that anything that comes out my mouth, I also have a really booming voice too. So I recognize this. So I make sure that I fill my mind with the right thing. So when I do speak, it's something that helps and not hinders. Now, I'm not 100% perfect at it, but it's something I'm learning to work on. But here's the other part of it, right? Being my size, I also recognize I'm also an example for people my size and for people that have different types of struggles. So I'm very transparent about the things that I go through because of it. But at the same time, that transparency also needs to lead to better ways of doing things. So recently, just like in the other podcast, I was telling you guys that I, I accepted the 75 hard challenge. And I've been on it for about a week, and I'll tell you, it's not that bad. Like, it's not that bad. Now, here's the thing I like about it the most is that it's more of a mental challenge than it is a physical challenge. So recapping it, so here's what, the, here's what 75 Hard is about. So it's two 45-minute workouts. You have to do one of them outside. That's cool. You got to drink a gallon of water. You also have to take a progress picture every single day. You got to choose any type of diet, and you got to stick to it. No cheat meals, no alcohol. Then the last thing, which I really love, I'm an avid reader, you got to read at least 10 pages of an entrepreneurial book. And I'm going to tell you, it's been great. It's, it's, it's been great. Now, see, here's the, here, here's the deal. So I already swim five, six days out of the week anyway, 45 minutes in the pandemic. You used to can swim for a long time, but they give you a specific amount of time that you can swim. So I swim 45 minutes in the morning anyway. So that's one workout that I didn't have to adopt. I already do that. The only thing I had to add was the second workout. So the big George way, right? Anytime I do something, I got to do it from my own unique, my own unique perspective. The other thing is being big. I think big. I do. I I think extremely large, larger than you can, you can, you can ever imagine. And it's been a benefit to me. So I said, okay, what's the second workout that I can do? Well, I figured, you know what? I'm, I live, I live, I live in Florida. I'm going to make sure that I'm either walking at a fast pace by the beach, checking out the water, you know, uh, uh, doing something like that that's going to that's, that's gonna benefit me more than just having a second workout. And it's been great. I'm telling you, it's been awesome. 
it's been awesome. So here's some of the challenges, right? I think the challenge to it is just trying to find different things to do. But it's been great for a week because I've been able to do something different, add a second workout, my specific diet. So what I do is I intermittent fast. I don't eat anything until after 12 and I keep that between that 12 and 8 o'clock window for, uh, for eating. And that's been good. That's been good, too. The book, the book has been great. The book that I'm reading is called Nonviolent Communication. Yes, non, Nonviolent Communication. Uh, it's a book that you can read uh, for business, for personal relationships, uh, for just about anything. But it's a very good book, and it's, I've learned a lot from it. I wouldn't have done this had I not started this challenge. But see, again, it's the Big George way. So I'm looking at all the different things that I'm doing and figuring out how could I turn those in to something even greater than what they're giving me? How can I turn those two workouts into something great? How can I turn drinking that gallon of water into something better? How can I take those 10 pages of reading and add that to the things that I already do and make those things better? Those are the things that I think about constantly. So it's been great, man. So here's what I want to do. Don't want to take too much of your time, but I want to introduce you to what we're going to go forward. I want more people to join me on this mission, on the 75 hard mission. I want to learn about what what you're doing with it. And the last thing, man, I just want to figure out how can we get together, take the things that we learn from doing 75 hard, man, make it huge, make it big, make it beneficial. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. So it's three things I want you to think about. And it's my three B's as, as I call them, right? So here's the biggest thing. You got to be willing to face your fear. Whatever that is, you have to be willing to face that fear. Like face off with it. Recognize that it's there, but don't allow it to control you. My second B is to be present at all times, man. Be present. I don't care what's going on. We always think about what if this happens or what if that doesn't happen? That's not being present. That's allowing a hypothetical circumstances to control you. You can't be successful that way. And the last thing, man, I don't care what you do. You got to be open-minded to learning the lesson that's being taught. And that was, that was a hard one for me. That was a hard one for me because I was closed-minded about how people looked at me. I was closed-minded about how people responded to me, but there was a lesson being taught. And now that lesson that I learned from that has helped me create a mindset to do wonderful things. And that's what I want to do for you. So here's the deal. This is episode two of The Big George Way. I can't wait until episode three so I can hear back from you guys and give you more of what I got. I'm going to be more transparent. I'm going to give you guys more lessons that I've learned along the way. But until the next time, I'm out.